does not wisdom call and does not understanding raise her voice on the heights beside the way at the crossroads she takes her stand beside the gates in front of the town at the entrance of the portals she cries out to you O people I call and my cry is to all of you, to all that live. O simple ones, learn prudence, acquire intelligence, you who lack it. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to one who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels. And all that you may desire cannot compare to her. I, wisdom, live with prudence, and I attain knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. I have good advice and sound wisdom. I have insight, I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, rulers rule and nobles, all who govern rightly. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Here ends the reading, amen. Wisdom and luck were traveling together. They were arguing about which one of them was more important. Without me, said luck, life will always be filled with unexpected problems. But, said wisdom, if I'm around, no problem is too great to solve. So they argued until they heard the cry of a child. Well, let's have a contest, said luck to see which one of us is more important in this baby's life. So you take your turn and I'll wait for mine. So wisdom agreed and leaped into the boy who began talking intelligently and learning everything quickly and growing fast. So longing to see the world, this young man wanted to travel. In a large city, becoming a sailor's apprentice, he learned the craft quickly and soon he became the king's tailor. In the palace was an intelligent and beautiful princess. Many princes came to ask for her hand, but she found them dull and boring. So one day she decided not to speak to any suitors until one will speak such that would evoke a response from her. 
So the king announced that the princess will only marry the man who can make her speak. Many men tried. The princess remained silent. So one day, as the young tailor was stitching, he saw the princess and thought that he could make her speak. So he said to the king, I would like to try. I'd like the opportunity to encourage the princess to speak. The king had doubts, but ordered the guard to take the tailor to the princess. If she speaks, said the king, inform me immediately. If she doesn't, hang him. So the young tailor began to tell a story to the princess. Long ago, he said, three wise men rode through the dark forest. At night, fearful of the wild beasts, they agreed to take turns sleeping and keeping guard. The first man to stay awake was a carpenter. So to pass his time, he carved a beautiful woman out of wood. Then he walked the second, and he went to sleep. The second man was a tailor, who, seeing the wooden woman, made a beautiful outfit for her. Then he walked the third man, and he went to sleep. The third man was a teacher, so he began to teach the wooden woman to speak. Now, in the morning, each man insisted that the woman should ride with them. I carved her, said the carpenter. I deserve her most. But I clothed her, said the tailor. She should ride with me. But I gave her the gift of speech. I'm a teacher, so she can speak for herself. Let's ask her, with whom would you like to ride? And the princess blurted out, she should go with the one who gave her the choice. So the young tailor exclaimed, aha, you spoke. So he dashed out of the room to tell the king. But as he passed the door, the guard grabbed him and bellowed, to your death, you have failed. Well, the young man was puzzled, but she spoke, he protested, didn't you hear? Well, the guard had not heard. As luck would have it, he had fallen asleep at the door. So as the guard dragged the young man to his death, the princess happened to walk outside. Again, as luck would have it. And seeing what happened, she cried out, stop, set him free. So the tailor and the princess married, and both wisdom and luck attended the wedding. So wisdom, luck, accident, coincidence, destiny, fate, fortune, chance, providence, karma. I often wonder which of these are at work in our world and in our lives. Some say it is luck, accident, happenstance, without further implications. Some say it is fate, destiny, even predestination, for there is a bigger plan. Others believe that there is no such thing as coincidence. Everything happens for a reason, with a purpose. 
and others say there is no logical order, just random events without reason or explanation. And still others say God wills it. It is always according to God's plan. Each of us probably thinks all of these, or none of these, or all of the above. But these questions are really about what forces and influences our lives and what directs our path. And these questions are tackled in the wisdom books of the Bible. Ecclesiastes contemplates the meaning of meaninglessness, declaring that life is meaningless. It's all futile and vanity. The Psalms, covering a vast array of human expressions or experiences and emotions, offer the wisdom of expressing feelings, walking the moments, trusting in God. While the Song of Songs, a poetic dialogue about love and affection, point the joys and delights of life, and Proverbs tackles a life lived with wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is not a particularly popular concept nowadays. I believe it is in very short supply. Today we seem much more interested in IQ, accumulation of facts, artificial intelligence, smart machines, even in Siri and Alexa than in wisdom. In fact, as I was pondering on this, I was introduced through 60 Minutes to a smart robot who would converse and make sense generally and whose name is Sophia, wisdom. Its creator, Hansen, hopes that Sophia will eventually evolve to human-level wisdom and beyond. Now, for a moment, I wanted to object. I said, don't name a machine Sophia. How could you call a machine wise? Then I reflected that from ancient times, humans have sought wisdom and understanding foresight and discernment to be able to navigate life's paths, its meaning and significance. <coughs> Hence, in biblical times, remember, there were professional wise men. The Magi are but one example. In old cultures, there are still people known for their wisdom to whom people go for advice. So the word wise from Old English, wit, is connected with vision. It means to see and therefore to know. The words wit and wizard are derivatives. Now wisdom is made up of two words, wiz and dum. Wiz actually means to see and dom means to judge. So the wise can see larger, judge better, and perhaps have more depth. So they see what the foolish cannot and choose to ignore. Now in pre-biblical times, wisdom, the rare ability to see, was personified in the goddess Sophia. She was known as the mother of all, 
And as Greece became the seat of rational thinking, philosophy or philosophia, the love of wisdom, became science and the art of questioning, prodding, inquiring, searching for answers. So eventually, wisdom became part of the Hebrew and Christian tradition and theologically part of God, the triune God. Jesus signified the logos, the word, the divine masculine, and the Holy Spirit signified Sophia, wisdom, the divine feminine. So logos, the word, the Greek, masculine form of Sophia, while Sophia is the feminine form in the spirit. So Sophia is the beginning of wisdom, keeper of the knowledge, but not only that, but also of compassion, of justice, of righteousness. With her, with her sound guidance, rulers lead their kingdoms to prosperity, and in the darkness of her, kingdoms perish. So you may remember that a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about the Holy Spirit as wind, fire, and flame, and the feminine side of God. Today we add to that the fourth aspect of the Spirit, which is wisdom. But what about luck, you may wonder? Well, the ancients had a goddess of luck as well. Her name was Fortuna, Fortune. She actually turned the magic wheel of time. She could guide you well, or she could make you lose your way. And in the biblical tradition, there is no such thing as luck. For the Hebrews, everything good or bad, happy or sad, happened with God's knowledge, permission, and wisdom. Now, of course, good and bad are human distinctions. Sometimes what we consider eventually what we consider good eventually turns out with horrifying consequences. And what we consider bad turns out good. And perhaps that is why the word luck is connected to the word happen, happenstance, as well as the word happy. Life happens is what we say. And sometimes it is difficult to discern the purpose or the meaning of the moment, of the experience. We wonder whether the moment is wise or lucky, destined or chanced. We don't know the outcome, and the moment is often qualified by the outcome. Yet in wisdom, in spirit, I believe it is we who give the moment meaning wisdom and significance by bringing to the moment deep judgment, compassion, and love. So philosophy, theology, spiritual journeys are more about questions than they are about answers. And life more than anything is a paradox. Not everything happens with a purpose, yet everything can become purposeful. Not every moment is one of wisdom, yet every moment holds possibility and truth. Not every moment is predestined, 
Yet God knows it all. God's will is not fixed or rigid. God's wisdom is utterly flexible, adapting to our choices, revising the path when needed. For it is often that I watch the miracle emerge from the messes we make and the gifts come out from the muddles we create. That's wisdom. So accidents do happen, unexplainable things abound, yet everything is contained in this wisdom that holds and runs the universe and our lives. For you see, destiny, to me, sounds too rigid. Luck, too flimsy. Coincidence, too random. Chance, too arbitrary. Fate, too limiting. Karma, too predictable. <laughs> While wisdom moves with fluidity, solidity, simultaneously. It is fluid and solid at the same time, and it is a system that accommodates our messiness, straightens them out, and still remains solidly wise. And the most amazing thing about this wisdom, or about the spirit and Sophia, is that in the spirit, God shares power with us by living within us. Although the ancients personified wisdom and fortune and other powers as elements of the divine, we believe that all elements of the divine are within us. The wisdom of insight, the fire of compassion, the wind and breath of life, the peace of dove or the dove of peace are all within us. We already have them. They live and thrive or die within us, depending on whether we nurture and feed them or neglect or ignore them. So I believe it is time to nurture wisdom instead of just IQ. And nourishing it within us and in one another, hopefully making the world a wiser place. For wisdom is more creative, more compassionate, more contagious, and more daring and courageous and open than any other intelligence, always seeing the larger picture and discerning with wise judgment. We need her in our lives, in our world. So come, Holy Spirit, Sophia, wisdom, and grow in us.